The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to your favorite spinoff. Welcome to Liga 3 em English here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. The Liga 3 season is over. The second season of Liga 3 football under this brand name, under this system, is complete. We have crowned a champion. We've crowned a third place team as well. That team will go on and play in a rel- in a promotion playoff. At least it's promotion as far as the Liga 3 side will be concerned. It'll be relegation for the Liga 2 side that finds itself opposite this team. In that playoff, played over two legs, of course. And uh, those dates have been set. Amazing how the Federation can have a date and time and location for these two matches already. uh, When the First Division can only name their dates and times on the Monday before the matches for the final round. This is it's just amazing the way that this football works in this country we love in Portugal. But we're talking about Liga 3. We're talking about Puro Football today and the final. We'll start with the final, okay? We're going to the Jamor for this one. It is Union Leiria taking on Club Football Ujbulanenses. Both of these sides promoted. Both of them ecstatic to be promoted a lot invested in these two sides let me just uh show you or explain to you really quickly the type of investment these two sides put into this match okay i'm looking right now on transfer mart transfer market excuse me and i have the arrivals this season this season's arrivals alone for first union de Leiria. okay um these are all listed as quote-unquote free transfers. However, um, when you look at the value of some of these players, that there was heavy investment made by Union Leiria to get this club to this point this year. And uh, for I'll just go down the number of players and look at where some of these players came from. Sergio Ribeiro is a right winger, 26 years old, with a market value of 150,000 uh, euros. He joined from Cluj of Romania. That's a big club. He came and he came to the Portuguese third division. Pedro Impish is 25 years old. Uh, he's a Spaniard and he joined from Leonesa of the Spanish uh, third division, I believe. Vitor Ribeiro or Victor Ribeiro is Brazilian. He joined from Leixões of the second division. So again, professional players coming into the amateur league or semi-professional league is is. The formula to to getting you know in these promotion positions, the big signing in the off season, of course, is a guy that I remember when he was at Seychelles. I remember him playing youth football, youth football for Benfica. Oh, a while ago now. He's 23 years old now. I'm talking about the Dutch midfielder Jordan Vandergag, the son of former uh, Maritimu player, really a legend with Maritimu, uh, Mitchell Vandergag. His father uh, was a manager through the ranks at 
at Maritimo, went through from Maritimo B to Maritimo, and then went on to manage, actually, Jordan's opponent in this match, went on to manage a bullet incident in the first division, uh, Mitchell Vandergog, now an assistant for Eric Tenhag at Manchester United. This is his son, Jordan, who played his youth football at Benfica. Um, he went from from Maritimo to Benfica, played with Benfica from U15 to U19, I believe, before joining uh, NAC Breda in in his native Netherlands and then bouncing around from Breda to a few other Dutch teams, landing in B-Sad's under-23s. Uh, he left Portuguese football in 2017 when he left Benfica, but he lands in B-Sad's U23s uh, two seasons ago, I think. And this summer, he transferred from BSAD U23 to, to this Union Leiria side. And now he is going to the second division while BSAD is going out of business. Uh, well, they will, they'll be in business just under a new name. But they may very well be in the Liga 3 next year. Um, so a good career move here for Jordan Vandergog. Like I said, I remember this kid playing at Benfica in his, in his youth days. I remember watching him play, um, being very impressed with his ability uh, a short. He was short then. He's not short anymore. A sh- he was a short little left-footed midfielder. Still see that dribbling ability in him in this match. He was he was brilliant in this match. One of the better players on the day. Uh, he's got a market value of a hundred thousand, as does uh, Victor Ribeiro before him. Joined from Bissad. Bura is a is a center back. He's thirty four years old, experienced. Joined from Mafra in the sec from the second division. Uh, the back they brought in a goalkeeper named Carlos Alves, 24 years old, for 50,000 from Felgueiras, who, as we know, was also in the promotion phase. They brought in a midfielder by the name of Vladislav Kobylansky, 50,000, 20-year-old uh, Ukrainian, joined from Gaziantep in the in the S- Turkish Super League. So, literally, Union Lidia going out on really going out strong in signing this, these players. Uh, just a few others to show you that came in of note. Gonzalo Batalla, attacking midfielder. I've talked about him. He was in the scoring. He was in the Golden Boot race for a while, um, near the middle of the pack, but definitely in it. Only 20 years old. Joined from Sporting U23s uh, this this summer as well. And uh, Vasco Oliveira is a center back, 22 years old, worth 175k. Joined from Ferenc. Valdir, who is a 22-year-old whose name is going to be mentioned in this match. he joined, He's a Brazilian right back, joins from the Brazilian side, Coimbra. While Leandro Silva joins, Leandro Silva with a market value of half a million, joins as a free agent. And in January, uh, former Riwav goalkeeper Pavel Kizek also joined um, for an undisclosed amount. He was also a free agent. So you can see... The investment from Union Leiria to get to this point, and uh, Bolognese is also investing this season. Coming in this season, 22-year-old center forward Pedro Martelu, one of their top scorers. He joined from Passos Fajeda in June. He left the first division to come in to this project to play for this historic club. Uh, Philippe Chabi came from the Azerbaijani first division, uh, a team by the name of Sumgayat. Uh, he joined. He's 29 years old. He's Portuguese and South African uh, dual national. Daniel Azevedo is a goalkeeper who who was is not the starting goalkeeper, and he came from Academica. Miguel Tavares, right winger, came from Union Santarai. 
and some more notable players joining this team. Not the same kind of splash that Union Leiria had, but obviously very good fits for uh, for Bolognese this year. The rest of the guys came from from mostly from the Liga 3. You have a couple of guys that joined from the Liga 2. That is Chabi Fernandes joined from Strela, while uh, Midana Sambu, the the Portuguese Guinean, um, that's what you call someone from Guinea-Bissau, right? Guinean. Uh, he joined from Torreense. Fabio Pala joined from Academica de Coimbra. And then they really went and got some guys that were in, at lower levels or at the same level again. They brought in Guillermo Oliveira, another goalkeeper from Faf in the end. Um, these were not the goalkeepers that played, but they went out and got these guys. Uh, you got a guy joining, a couple guys joining. De- David Grillo, the goalkeeper that did play in this match and played most of the season as a 25-year-old. They signed him from Amora. So two different two different ways to uh, build a squad here and to build a successful squad that can get promoted. That is just a little bit of the background. Here are the lineups for this match. Of course, played at the Jamor. This was Saturday, the 20th of May, in front of a very healthy 15,158 fans. I don't need to tell you how few matches in the first division had 15,158 fans. I can tell you that how many how few matches have had one have had 15,158 fans at the Jamur this year with all the matches that have been played there so well done to both of these teams of course a sea of blue given the close proximity for Bolognese and just the just the size of the club and the history of the club they all obviously going to have more fans but Union Ladia well represented in the stands as well a lot of fans made the trip from Ladia to the capital to Jamur for this one all right, we start with the lineups. I'll start with Bolognese here in goal. It is David Grillo, the guy I just spoke about, who joined in the offseason from Amora. Uh, the, they played with a back three, interestingly. Duarte Valente, André Serra, and Gonçalo Maria, the three center backs, while the wing backs were the Brazilian Wagner Pina on the right and Chima Ashkas on the left. Uh, Chima Ashkas, a Nigerian wingback. In the middle, you have a double pivot of Mauro Antunj, and you would have noticed him uh, with the bleach blonde hair, and Eliu Cruz partnering with him. And then uh, front three in attack, Dida is the striker uh, in the center. He is joined to his left by Medana Sambu, and to his left by Cleo, the team's top scorer for Union Leiria. Again, we talked about Pavel Kizek. I've mentioned his name a few times on this pod now. Uh, he he is the starting goalkeeper, oldest player on the team, 39 years old. Again, wealth of experience in the first division, with especially with Hiwav, remembered by many for his time with Hiwav. Uh, they also play with the back three, and this is my favorite system of play. You guys know that if you've been listening to me long enough. Uh, the the deep-lying center back is Burra with Philippe Almeida to his left and Vasco Oliveira to his right. The wingbacks down the right, Valdir Jr. to the left, Kaká, a pair of Brazilians uh, playing as wingbacks with Diogo Amado and Leandro Silva as the double pivot in midfield behind their attacking three which is anchored by the team's top scorer and recognized before this match as the Liga 3 Player of the Year. 
Jair Silva. He is uh, the man up top for Union Leiria. To his left, Sergio Ribeiro. And to his right, the aforementioned Jordan Vandergaag. So those are the teams that come out into this match. And uh, from the beginning, it was it was Leiria firing. Um, you did get Bulanis with a few a few opportunities in the first couple of minutes. Claire tried to get on the end of one uh, early on that had been sent in from Chima Akas. But uh, in the 10th minute, it is Valdid Jr., the Brazilian. Uh, the ball had been whipped in from the far side by Kaká. And it was headed clear by Andres Seja. But on the half volley after the bounce, Valdir Jr. does not even flinch. He, he knows what he's doing immediately. And he hammers that ball on a half volley right foot from the right side of the penalty area, putting it in the far post. David Grilu, no chance on that one. And sends the Leiria side of the stand into a frenzy. Union Leiria take the lead. Union Leiria uh, would win most of the statistical uh, battles in this one. Uh, I do believe I have a couple of statistics here. Let's see what I've got for you. Um, no, uh, unfortunately, 0-0 doesn't have any statistics here. Uh, I thought I, I had some. But, again, I watched this match live on Saturday. This was a, It was a great match. Uh, both teams fought. Both teams went up and down the pitch looking. Uh, both teams trying to win a bullet. Of course, falling behind early, trying to get that equalizer, pushing forward. But as the match went on, uh, Union Lady got more and more organized, and Bolinis got more and more fatigued. And um, as it went on, I mean, the the all whites of Union Ladia would would uh, clamp down and, and really get control of this match, and they would see out the result. There's not much else to talk about. The man of the match was Valdir uh, Junior, of course, for his goal, and uh, I was really really impressed. Like I said, with the play of of Jordan Vandegog in this match, he's a player I'm going to be watching. I'm I'm happy to see him in my in my sphere again. In my circles, if you will, in my awareness, uh, having you know enjoyed watching him play as a 15 and 16 year old in the Juvenige and uh, whatnot of Benfica, so um, I'll be interested to see how how he does. Be interested to see how many of these guys stay for uh, how many of these guys stay for the journey into Liga Two. It's not going to be everybody. It's probably not even going to be a lot of them. That's just the reality of it. Uh, Union Ladia's uh, Angolan international, former Angola international, Mateusz, 38 years old. He uh, came on into this match in. He came on at the. He when did he come on here? He came on at some point in the match. They don't even have the the times here. But um, he is the only player. He a year ago was a member of the Tourians side that won the Liga Three, and he found himself still in the Liga Three this season. Um, he is the only player now. He is the only person to be a two-time Liga 3 champion now. Congratulations to Mateusz. I remember Mateusz in the 2006 World Cup for uh, Angola when they played in a group with Portugal, Mexico, and Iran. Um, and he is still kicking, still, still giving his... You know, his, his experience and his knowledge to the younger players, very valuable asset at this level. Um, I'm assuming he'll still, if he's still playing next year, he'll be in the League of Three again, given that he's 38 years old. But I am very interested to see who Union Leiria and Bulanis, for that matter, are going to take 
to the to the second division with them. Okay, uh, not sure that that I read the starters for. I did. I read the starters for both teams. Um, not sure who's gonna go with with Bolognese as well. Uh, hats off to both of these managers, though. Vasco Costa for Union Lady and Bruno Dias for Bolognese. Fantastic seasons. We'll see. It's not always it's not always automatic either that the managers go up with the teams either. Sometimes the clubs have ambition for bigger names, and um, again, when when August rolls around and the Liga Two is starting up, I'm gonna try to do a a honest job of trying to track down the at least these two teams and uh, see how similar they may or may not look in the Liga Two. But that's that was it. That was full time. Uh, Union Leiria are the second champions of Liga Trish. They join their uh, central Portugal neighbors, if you will, neighbors to the south, Torreense, as uh, champions of this league. And this year, at least, it is appearing as though, unless there is a major change here in the final days of the Liga 2, which I think I think both of the teams that were promoted are safe this season. Both Turiens and Oliveirens are safe. I'm double-checking that right now. Um, because I believe the teams going down are Sporting Cuvillan and Trofense. And right now, Bissad is in the promo- is in the relegation spot. Like I said, the relegation playoff spot. And right above them is Nacional. And I think, I think Oliveirens is safe now. But it, I am pulling it up as we speak. And, yeah, Oliveirense is very safe. Oliveirense is in 10th place with 40 points. They are 6 points ahead of Bissad in 16th. So they are safe, um, as is Benfica B, as you probably know, being Benfica, as most of you at least. uh, Benfica B is also now safe uh, in the second division, which is an accomplishment for that team. And I'll probably talk about it briefly on a future episode of Mr. Benfica. But... Again, both of last year's Liga Trish teams were safe this season in the in the Portuguese second division, and actually they finished eighth and tenth respectively. So a very successful season for both of those teams. I'll be interested to see how these two teams do. My belief, I'll be honest with you guys, my belief is that there's not that big of a difference between Liga Two and Liga Three. I think that the level of play is pretty similar. You might have a little bit more depth. At the top end of the Liga 2 uh, squads, teams like Morirense, Farense, Estrela, Amadora, you know, there's more depth there. Academic Viseu, Vila Franquense will become Avge again next season. Uh, I think there's a little more depth up there. But, you know, uh, aside from that, I think that the level of play is very similar. And I think that the results in the Taça de Portugal kind of uh, make that argument as well as it was not. You know, it, w- it was pretty 50-50 in the crossover matches between Liga 2 and Liga 3. So I do have uh, I do have positive hopes for these two teams, and I do think they're going to see some success in professional football once again, in fully professional football. Now, coming down, Trofense and Sporting Cuvillan, I don't know. I don't know how well they're going to do. Uh, it, it's um, I don't know their situations financially. Like, I know... When I talk about the first division, that I don't see it being very 
it being a very promising season for Santa Clara next season when they go to the second division. I'm very, very concerned that they're going to be fighting relegation again next season, the same way that, you know, Nacional and Bisad were in the first division a short time ago, and here they are fighting it out for the last spot to stay in Liga 2. I think it's very possible you're going to find Santa Clara in that position next season. Um, well, we you don't know. We, you just don't know how, where players are going to land. There's a lot of turnover in these teams. There's a lot of turnover in the managers. So uh, all that's going to be remain to see to be seen. But congratulations, definitely in order to Union Sportive Leiria, Liga Three champions 2022-2023. Now. For the third place playoff, I will go to that next. And we have Lunk Villaverdense playing two matches against Braga B. The first leg is in Braga. And I have gotten this wrong all season. I have always said that Braga B was playing in the Primero de Mayo. I thought they shared the the stadium with the women's team. I was wrong. They play their home games at the Stadio Complexo Desportivo CF Fão. Okay, so that's where we are for for leg number one. This was played on the 14th of May, going back two weeks for this one. Braga B versus Lanc Vila Verdense. And here are the 11 for each team. They're not in any real order. Again, uh, the this came from the FPF, These uh, this stat sheet or this, this game sheet, this ficha de jogo, as they say in Portugal, came from the FPF's website. So starting... With the visitors, as I usually do. Uh, in this case, it's Lanc Vila Verdense. Their goalkeeper is Ivo Gonçalves. And then you have Joyce Rius, the Colombian. Uh, he's a center back. Gonçalo Teixeira was the man of the match of this one. We'll talk about him in a minute. Jair Monteiro. Uh, Edmilson Filho, one of the top scorers in the league as well. Uh, really battling for that golden boot. Still had a chance to win it here in these in these two legs. But obviously, the focus was on winning the winning the tie and getting into that playoff. Andres Suarez wears the number 10 for Lanc Vila Verdense, playing in the middle of the park. Armando Lopes, Eriksen Duarte, João Batista, Carlos Freitas, and Brian Sepenga round out the 11 for Lanc Vila Verdense and for their manager, Ricardo Silva. For Braga B, managed by Hugo André, um, they start with Bernardo Fonch in goal. And then the other 10 starters, uh, Guillermo Suarez, Diogo Fonseca, Miguel Vilela, Jan Said, Vasco Moreira, Nuno Cunha, João Pedro Gonçalves, Denis Pinto, Bernardo Couto, and André Laximecant, a guy that whose name I have struggled to say all season, but who is a very good attacker. And who has his fair share of goals in this in this uh, season for this Braga B side? And it would have, it would be a giant opportunity and a great experience for these young kids to get to play in a promotion uh, playoff against whoever the 16th team would be. Also, a great experience just to play in this playoff to get extra matches. And whoever wins this tie was going to be playing four extra matches this season. And uh, when you're talking about player development, that's not a bad thing. But in the 28th minute, it was the visitors who brought a large following with them, short distance from Vila Verde to Braga. And uh, the Braga, basically it's their youth complex, I believe. Uh, the stadium there was 
completely invaded by lime green uh, jerseys of fans of Lunk FC Vila Verdes. Uh, yeah, I know that the. I mean, I like their project. I, I'll before I get into it, I do like Lunk Vila Verdes's project, both on the men and the women's side. They have been successful. Women's team is already in the first division and already in the middle of the table, and the men's team has already won in the in the campeonat in the uh, CNS as, as I call it, the Campeonato Nacional Seniors, and uh, found their way to the Liga Trija. Now here they are competing in a playoff to try to fight for a the last promotion spot in the Liga Two next season. I think that this project needs to be. Uh, recognized and needs to be commended for its success. I know n- not many people are going to be fans of the foreign investment, of the name change to the club because they did change their identity. This foreign group, Lunk, which I believe is a, a Scandinavian scouting software company, something along those lines, uh, purchased the SAD here. And and all this, of course, was approved by the by the members, by the socios of Vila Verdes. In, in general assembly. So here you have Lunk, their official name, Lunk FC Vila Verdens. But like I say with the Red Bull teams, you put that aside and you look at the football side and the football project. I, I like these projects. I think that they are impressive. I think that, like it or not, there's going to be a lot more of this in the future. Um, building networks of clubs versus, you know, running just one club. And, um, yeah, this was they they were well supported on the day in Braga in the 28th minute. Gonzalo Teixeira gets on the end of a cross and finds the back of the net. He puts Vila Verdens ahead 1-0 on the road. A little bit of a stunner to the Sporting Braga B fans. They did the last time these teams played in Liga Trej action, regular action, Braga B won 3-0 at home. The last time Lunk Vila Verdens visited this complex. But it was going to be very, very different. On this day, in the 64th minute, uh, just after the hour mark, Gonzalo Teixeira once again, man of the match for sure in this one, finds the back of the net, 2-0 to the visitors. And that is one heck of a cushion to take home for the second leg. That's how this one finishes. 2-0 to Lunk Vila Verdes. We fast forward then a week to the next match. And we fast forward to the 21st of May, this past Sunday, 5 p.m. local time at the Camp de Cruz do Reguengu. Reguengu. Sorry for that pronunciation to my Minotu friends out there. I apologize for that that uh, pronunciation there. I mispronounce it, but it, it is in Vila Verde, and it is Lunk hosting Braga B, as you know. Again, bringing a 2-0 lead from the first leg. Here are the 22 men that took the pitch or started the pi- on the pitch for this one. For Braga B, Bernardo Fonsi again, the goalkeeper. A new addition into the 11. That's Roger Fernandes. Also uh, returning to the to the starting lineup is Guillermo Suarez, Diogo Fonseca, Miguel Vilela, Nuno Cunha, Denise Pinto, Tomás. Uh, uh, those are the only ones, actually. Those are all the returning starters. So the manager here, uh, Hugo Andrea, would would make five changes to the team that lost 2-0. So in addition to Roger Fernandes, in comes Antonio Carvalho, Tomas Costa, 
Luiz Asiu and Pedro Santos. For Lanc Villaverdense, can't imagine they're going to make many changes after a successful first leg. Ivo Gonçalves in goal against Joyce Rios on a yellow card. Uh, he's going to need to be careful to not miss the first leg of the next playoff should they advance. Uh, Gonçal Teixeira, Jair Monteiro, Nilson Filho, Andrés Soares, Armando Lopes, Erickson Duarte, João Batista, Carlos Freitas, and Brian Sapenga. No changes in the 11 for Lunk Villaverdense. And why would you change something that's working? Uh, Ricardo Silva goes with the same exact uh, lineup. And it pays off once again. As in the 40th minute, it is their top goal scorer still fighting for the golden boot. He gets one closer here. Edmilson Filho with a goal in the 40th minute, taking a 1-0 lead into halftime. Again, the stadium is packed. In addition to the 15,000 that were in attendance at the Jamur, you got two full houses for these two matches, both in Braga and in Vila Verde. And then in the 47th, just after the restart, this is the man of the tie. I mean, he was the star of the first leg, and he gets on the score sheet again. Gonzalo Teixeira, remember that name. Lunk Villaverdense's number seven scores again. 2-0 once again to Villaverdense, and they're, they're getting the party started. They got one more hurdle to go before realizing their dream of, of entering the second division. But before the match would end, Tomas Costa would pull one back for the Baby Bishops. This one finishes 2-1 in favor of Lunk Villaverdense. Lunk Villaverdense win 4-1 on aggregate. And they advance to the playoff now. We'll have to wait and see after this weekend who their opponent is going to be. But once again, the, the Portuguese Federation showing themselves to be ever more competent than the Liga Portugal. Because the games are already, the matches are already scheduled with date, location, and time. So here is the playoff, the promotion relegation playoff between Leagues 3 and 2. The first leg will be June the 3rd, and June the 3rd is actually, it is a Saturday. It's a Saturday, June the 3rd, a week from now. The first leg will be in Vila Verde. It will be at the Camp da Cruz do Reguengo, and uh, Lanc Vila Verdense will host that 16th place team. 6 o'clock local time on Saturday, June the 3rd, and then the following Sunday, Sunday, June the 11th, 5 p.m. local time. The Liga 2 side will host Lank Villaverdense in the second leg. That means that there will be at least one, if not two more, episodes of Liga 3 English this year. I am going to, even if it's just a quick recap of what I can see. Now, the matches I talked about today, I did place... YouTube links to those matches in their entirety in the show notes. So if you're interested in watching, just go into the show notes, click on those links, all three matches. There's links there for them to watch them on YouTube. I'm hoping that uh, these two matches are also available on YouTube and on Canal Owens as well so that I can watch them and give you a proper analysis for these two matches. So um, there won't be any Liga 3 English next week, but the following week there should be a recap of that June 3rd match. So this is going to extend the season past Benfica season a little bit. Uh, excited for that. But I, I will see this out to the end. That is what I plan to do. So you can get all of your coverage of the best amateur league in Portugal here 
on uh, Liga 3 em inglês on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. Before I go, let's look at the Campeonato Portugal and let's see how the promotion uh, playoffs are going in the CNS. The last time we talked about the CNS playoffs, we talked about round two. So tonight I'm going to talk quickly about rounds three and four of this phase out of six. And we'll see how the table looks and see who's looking like they may be joining us in Liga 3 next season. Round 3 in Serie 1. Salgueiros hosting Lusitania Lorosa at the Complex Desportivo de Campania. And um, this one finishes 2-2, a share of the spoils to the two sides. This was a big one because I believe coming in they were both, they were both winners of their first two matches. And it looks like they meet at a, they get a split here and uh, share the spoils to each. While on on match day three or round three here in Serie 1, Vianense nil-nil at home against Amarante at the Stadio Dr. José Matos. And then match day four, Amarante hosting Lusitania Lorosa. This one finishes nil-nil in the Stadio Municipal de Amarante. While VNS picks up a victory here uh, at home. This was played on May the 20th at home at the Stadio Doutor José Matos. VNS Sad 3, Sport Club Salgueiros Futebol Sad 2. And let's see what that does to the table now. After four rounds, Lusitania Lorosa are leading. They have six points from four matches. That is, ironically, one only one victory in four matches, but enough to put them top of the table with three draws unbeaten. Still the only unbeaten side here in Serie 1. In second place is Amarant. So I was wrong about Salgueiros. My memory let me down. But Amarant is second right now. Also with just one victory, but with two draws and one defeat. Five points for Amarant at the moment. Viennese third with five points as well. But I'm um, assuming they are behind on the on the head-to-head because their goal difference is is quite superior to Amarantz and then Salgueiros, the historic Salgueiros, or the refounded version of the historic Salgueiros, right now in the at the bottom of the table with four points, but only two points out of the leader spot. So all still to play for with two rounds to play in Serie One. Uh, next week's matches now, week five, Vianense hosts Lusitania La Rosa, while Salgueiros hosts Amarant. Those will those matches will be played this weekend, the 28th of May, both kicking off at 5 p.m. Portuguese Standard Time. Go to Seti 2 now. Match day three, back on the 14th of May, Athletic Clube de Portugal hosting Pera Pinheiro. And I think this was the matchup that was between the two teams with... Oh, no. I must be making this up. (laughs) I must be misremembering how these tables were. Uh, But anyway, it is Athletic Clube Portugal hosting Pera Pinheiro. This one finishes 2-2 at the Tapadinha. And meanwhile, in Sintra at the Campo Conde Suquenia, it is Sport Union Primeiro Dezembro, better known simply as just Primeiro de Dezembro, hosting Lusitano de Évora, and the Sintra side win 3-1 at home on that day. Moving to match day four, 
Lusitano de Evra hosting Peru Pinheiro at the Campo Estrela. And uh, it is the visitors, Peru Pinheiro, 2-0 winners in Alentejo. And uh, I would really enjoy an Alentejo team in the Liga 3 to talk about next year. Like I say, uh, the small cities and towns where all of us trace our roots or where those of us of Portuguese heritage at least trace our roots, north, central, south, and islands. Until now, uh, Alentejo not yet represented. So a little bit of me is rooting for Lusitano Devra. But they lose 2-0 on the day there at home. While Primeiro de Zembro and Atlético Clube de Portugal tie a nil-nil at the Conde Suquenia. So, the table now, after four rounds, also quite tight. Pedro Pinheiro is in the lead. Two victories and two draws. Eight points for Pedro Pinheiro. Clube Atlético Pedro Pinheiro, to be exact. Primeiro Zembro in second with six points. Same number of points as Athletic Club de Portugal. Same uh, goals allowed, but one goal scored more. That right now is what's holding uh, Primeiro Zembro in second place. Is these two, again, all to play for for these three teams. Unfortunately for Lusitano Devra, with zero points at this point, highly unlikely. In fact, impossible uh, for them to. I be, it's impossible for the two teams with six points ahead of them to neither of them get a point. Um, Lusitano Devra will not be promoted to Liga 3, and we will not have the Alentejo region uh, represented next season, unfortunately. So uh, that's the table right now. Their matchups this coming weekend. 28th of May, they're kicking off at 3 p.m. Portuguese time, interestingly enough. So you got the other Seri playing their matches at 5. This Seri plays them at 3. Primeiro de Zembro hosting Peru Pinheiro. Big game for them as as uh, a victory at home would pretty much put Primeiro de Zembro into the promotion spot. While uh, Atletico, Port- Atletico Club de Portugal will welcome the Alenjanos from Lusitano de Évora to the Tapadinha. Again, must-win match, obviously, for Atletico as they're playing the team with zero points if they want to keep pace with the two teams in front of them at the moment and leave it all to play for on the final day. So that's where that stands. That is it for Liga 3 and English. Um, there, like I said, there won't be an episode next week. So I think when we revisit, uh, when we revisit the CNS, it will be complete. At least this, this phase will be complete. Um, we will have we will know what th- what four teams are going to join the Liga 3 next season. That's going to do it. I'm the Mr. Mike Agustinho. If you're not already, please follow me on Twitter at Mike Agustinho. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. Follow the show on Twitter as well at Benfica Mister and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica and follow the network at PTB underscore media. And um, I'll be back. I'll be back with more Mr. Befica coverage this week. Um, I'm gonna be cover. I'm gonna be talking about the women's team a little bit in the next couple of days. I'm also gonna be talking about the basketball team that are currently in the playoffs. And uh, I've got an update. 
Uh, it's either going to be a Modalidades update or it's going to be a separate uh, futsal update as well as they are also in their playoffs. Because uh, futsal team, men's futsal, that is, at, uh, and I'll check in with the women as well, but the men's futsal team into the semifinals against Sporting Braga. And we'll we'll check in with them as well as anything else that I can uh, find the time to talk about. It'll all be here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. So that's going to do it. I will see you next time. Here on the feed, it's the Mr. Mike Augustino once again signing off. And I will catch you on the other side next time here on Mr. Benfica. We are so